Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How are you doing this week, Nate? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It was an exciting weekend that set me back a little bit. Built, built a new PC that I've been waiting on for a while, and that's feeling good. We're recording on it for the first day, so if there's any weird quirks or hiccups throughout the episode uh you guys i i I appreciate you bearing with us so far so good everything's running smooth and then nate we have some exciting news about the future and going up on youtube right what when are we thinking for that uh i think next week we're going to record our first introductory um the one for the episode or before the episode and then we'll probably release the next episode when the one goes live, I guess it would be like, what, two weeks from now or well, a week from now for where you guys hearing it. So, yeah, it sounds about right exciting. to me. That's very, it is very exciting because, I mean, it's just it's hitting a whole new audience out there. And that's what this show is about is how you can grow as a streamer, as a, a content creator. And, and look at us. We're trying something new. Oh, yeah. We've I mean, I've had a lot of uh, thank you to you guys listening. I've had a lot of you guys come into the broadcast and let us know that you really like what you've been hearing. And that feedback is very beneficial because sometimes we we don't know exactly how many people reach, who are reaching new people, anything along those lines. So it's awesome to hear from you guys. So please do feel free to reach out to us anytime. Yeah, I'd love to see more of that, too. I'd love to see people come by the stream. I mean, no matter what we're talking about, we're always willing to talk a little Twitch with you guys. So, uh, Nate, what times do you stream again throughout the week? I want to remind people. Um, usually about 12 to 8, but recently I've been kind of moving a little bit earlier to hit more of that European audience. Um, so I do kind of go between them, but it's perfect because Kyle, what time do you usually stream? Then? I am on at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So 4 to like uh, 10 or midnight, something like that. Yeah, so we cut. We pretty much span most of the the waking um, European and American days. So you guys, if you guys are full to reach out, we're always here. So yeah, as long as you guys are up early or up late, you will catch us sleep during our primary broadcast. It's fine. Uh, but no, seriously, we are happy to talk with people if you come by the stream or anything like that. We just we we love it. And you guys can always shoot an email. It's pathtopartner at gmail dot com. Again, guide us on what you would like to talk about. But today's episode, uh, Nate came out with this, and I think it's fantastic. We're going to talk about the idea of should you quit streaming? This is a big one, especially tied to the fact that uh, Streamlabs just put out their quarter three live streaming industry report, which is very notable, and it really guides a lot of metrics throughout the year. It's also what I've been referring to anytime we've talked about Twitch's declining stats over the last couple months. Yeah, because this, this is gonna this is gonna hit on a lot of stuff. Because we're going through a uh, we're we're just pulling out of the the down season. Usually, second quarter, uh, like usually third quarter, is one of the weaker quarters historically, just because a lot of people are you know they're going back to school, they're getting used to new schedules. It's, it's a big change. So usually, this is the harder times in Twitch is uh, quarter three. So it's really exciting to see what everything's kind of trending around to because this is good news if you are a broadcaster. It is. So let's start. Now we've cherry picked some of them. We'll include this blog post in the um, in the in the, the, the actual notes for the episode. But again, you can find this by going to blog.streamlabs.com. It's probably near the top by the time that you go check it out. First stat they point out is the unique number of channels streaming on Twitch is trending downwards. This number has declined by 32% since its peak in quarter one of 2019, 
and uh, it's gone declined by 19% since quarter two, and that finishes quarter three out at 3.77 million uh, number of unique channels streaming on Twitch. Which is crazy because I think it used to be 4.4 million. So if you think about it, we almost lost 750,000 broadcasters on this platform. So which is good news for you guys out there that are still streaming. I think what happened was the ninja hype um, tailored off a lot. You know, ninja left and stuff like that, which we'll get a little bit more into detail on that here very soon. Um and which is really good for us because now there's a little less competition. I know 3.77 million is a lot, but when you take it seriously and you're climbing up the ranks, it's actually really good for us. Yeah, losing as a streamer, <laughs> losing competition is not a bad thing. Uh, now, if the whole platform dried out because of it, that'd be a different story. But that's not where we're looking at at all. And we'll back it up with this following stat right here that will kind of talk about them combined together. But the next stat is that average concurrent viewership has increased by 3.5% from the previous quarter to 1.6, I'm sorry, to 1.16 million concurrent viewers, the highest average concurrent viewers since uh, Streamlabs started collecting data in quarter one of 2018. So less competition, more viewership. What? That's that's fantastic. Yeah, and this is on the Twitch platform as well, too, because mm -hmm. we're also going to be bringing up Mixer stats as well, which is very interesting for the conflicting things. But so what it is, is there's more viewers and there's less channels. So that is amazing. I don't know what has actually triggered this. If it was a move between Ninja to Mixer, people want the Mixer. Or maybe they found out Twitch was a very, very hard platform to grow on or just streaming or content creation in general is very hard. So right now, this is one of the better times to start establishing a community. So I'm very, very excited to see these stats. I think you're very right there. I think I think we've talked about this before. This is not to scare off any serious people that want to stream on Twitch. But there is, I would say, I'm making this number up. This is just off uh, my personal anecdotal experiences. I'd say like one out of every five people that proposes that they're going to start streaming on Twitch actually stays with it for more than a month. It feels to me that low. And I think that, I think that at least the directory that Nate and I are in primarily, we're kind of starting to see that especially. I've seen a lot of people from chat say, I'm going to start streaming. They've started it for a minute. They've not continued with it. And yeah, I think that's kind of where Twitch is in, in general is starting to see this sort of pattern, you know, sp spread out for us to look at. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. And I actually I believe that's uh, the kind of really close to the correct number because there's so many people are like, oh, I'm going to start broadcasting and they don't realize how much dedication, even if you do it as a hobby. Um, and you're doing it as a hobby first it still takes a lot it's a it's a full-time job even as a hobby thing yeah. if you want to grow and do well so that's one of the the more unique um one of the more unique issues that's coming around so i'm, I'm like it's I, I think maybe it is that fall off of a lot of people thinking that they can make it and realizing how hard it is yeah now what's what, what does surprise me with that kind of uh, number and again back to just me speculating here i feel like if one out of every five people that say they're going to stream, if one of them continues and then four don't, what doesn't exactly equal out my brain is I'm not sure those other four people continue being Twitch viewers. Um, a lot of the time I notice they just disappear from the platform, but maybe, maybe not as much as I thought that they were. Maybe more of them are actually sticking around than I thought.
And let's also tie in this next fact here, which is the average viewers per channel. Average viewer, viewers per channel currently sits at 28.2 on Twitch in quarter three. That is a 14% increase since quarter one of 2019. It's a 3.6% increase since quarter two. That's awesome. 28.2 average concurrent viewers over here on Twitch. That means, I mean, that's amazing. That means if you're pulling over, like, you know, if you're 15, you're right at the breaking point. And if you're doing anything above, like, 30 average viewers, you're in, like, the top, like, you're in the more top thing. So it's, that's what's going to happen anyways, depending on, like, uh, when, you know, there's less broadcasters than viewers. But it's it's really good. Like I said, it's really good for the, the, the newer streamers out there. There's hope. It really is, and it's going to be crazy here. Do you do you want to discuss any more of these Twitch ones, or should we just dive right into Mixer stats as well? As oh, let's comparison? dive into the Mixer stats because I have a lot to go over with that. Yeah, well, well let's hold our we'll hold our our, our thoughts on the whole uh, people running over to Mixer until after we get through these because these are these oh, are fascinating. Absolutely. So, total hours streamed on Mixer. Uh, it says that they have increased by 188% in quarter three, nearly tripling the number from quarter two. Uh, and let's see, this large, uh, in, well, actually, this says it here. I'm not mentioning, this, this is not my opinion. This is Streamlab saying, this large increase in our stream can likely be attributed to Ninja's move to Mixer, perhaps giving others the courage to stream to other platforms as well, end quote. We also see unique channels. The number of unique channels streaming on Mixer has doubled over quarter uh, from 1.95 million in quarter two to 3.9 million in quarter three. This one is, these are very, very yikes comments here. Average concurrent viewership. So Mixer experienced a 40.8K average concurrent viewership this quarter, a decrease of 11.7% since quarter two. Likely attributed, and again, Streamlabs words, to the significant increase in unique channels on the platform. And the average viewers per channel has decreased from 8.9 in quarter two to 2.7% in quarter three. Again, Streamlabs says this is likely attributed to the significant increase in unique channels on the platform. Whoa. First of all, that's a lot of stats we gave people, so we'll break it down and discuss it side by side with Twitch, but holy crap, Nate, that's scary for Mixer. Oh, yeah. It's 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 even scarier for the people streaming on Mixer, because if you think about that now, instead of you having like you having like the the certain amount of people that are coming in, like the eight people coming or nine people coming in, will round up. Now you're all the way down to only having two people watching your channel. Like that is astronomically terrible, and that is very very scary if you are a broadcaster on that platform. Yeah, and we're not what we're about to say next. This is not like saying you must move to Twitch to succeed because if you have a niche over there on Mixer, we're urging you not to like just break your your working niche to move platforms. I don't think that's ever the right way to do it personally. That's me saying that. But that's what happened and it seems like that's what's broken Mixer um from quarter, you know, 1 to quarter 3 here. Again, let's compare the one stat here. Average concurrent viewers per channel in quarter 3 on Mixer 2.7 versus the average on Twitch, which is 28.2. That's almost a 10 times difference there uh, between the two, which is really mind boggling to me how how big that is. It is it's massive. And that's the, the, like 
the, the we're, we're going to try to save more of it for a little bit later, but th- there's a lot of broadcasters I know that have been on the platform of Mixer for four years, four years streaming to Mixer, even be- before it was called Mixer, whatever it was. And here's the thing is we're, we're not trying to persuade your ideals of where to move. We're trying to give you raw facts and what, what we think is going to be more beneficial. Because the thing is with this broadcast, we want people to succeed. That's why we did it. We're like, other people can do this too. You just got to get in there and do it. So the huge thing is, is I know some some broadcasters have been partnered with Mixer forever that's made a living four years making a living off there. And recently they're seeing their numbers drop, everything happening because one person moved over to a platform and it's affecting the whole ecosystem. And I know a lot of people that are thinking about switching to actually the one other the partners went to Facebook, believe it or not, because Facebook's doing better than Mixer as well. So it's very interesting to see what's playing out. Uh, we definitely don't want to deter you from any of the sites you want to do. If you if you have a built community, because that's a huge thing. Starting over is always going to be a, a huge issue. But if you have a built community, you play games that that people that watch Mixer like, then stay there. That is definitely good. Or maybe you're you're just growing, and those are the games. But you also got to understand like the difference between having followers and having and having views is different because you can have hundreds of thousands of followers, but if no one's watching, that's going to affect your income. So you kind of have to figure out where you want to hit and what's going to be the best line of attack for you. Very well said there. Really, really well said. Yeah, it, it's one of those things we can't tell you. It it does not make sense. Um, I think logically, when you really start to piece this together, it doesn't make sense, in my opinion, to say, hey, you've got a working thing, but you got to switch because that other platform has some more potential at this exact moment. Because no matter what platform you're on, you don't control how they choose to operate, and they can always shoot themselves in the foot. So I would never say, oh, just leave Mixer because you you have a better chance over on Twitch, especially if you have it working for you. That's something you got to stick with. What scares me, though, is for anyone that would be deciding now where to go stream because the idea that that Mixer is becoming so streamer heavy and yet viewer light that's not a great thing for people that are just looking to get started that is a a very scary uh i mean that is a like you said two well you were saying yeah two two people in your chat down from nine that as a streamer is also like pretty soul crushing i'd i'd be interested to hear if we have any mixer people out there again we're not trying to like scare you off but I'd be curious if we have any Mixer people out there, if you want to write in and let us know what your experience has been. Have you seen that? Have you personally seen any increase due to people being over there? Is it is it better? Is it getting worse? Like, we just don't stream there on a regular basis. We have our anecdotal evidence from Twitch, but these stats spook us from, even over here. So I don't know. Be curious. Yeah, and that's a huge thing. I would love to hear from people that are streaming on either Facebook or um, Mixer because even D Live, any of those, because the, we would love to have a little bit more insight into it. Um, what we do is we mostly we take the human element. That's what me and Kyle are really good with. And we're also really good with the numbers. And we mesh them together to see what's going to be the best uh, best source that we're going to go with. So if any of you guys are out there, please do feel, feel free to contact us, you know, Twitter, uh, the emails, anything along those, because it'd be awesome to hear from you guys. Yeah, and, and, and looking at some of these other ones, Nate, we have YouTube stats and Facebook gaming stats. Is it serious that average viewers per channel in YouTube is 53.7? I 
to 61 in quarter three? That's insane. What? I mean, <laughs> should I be streaming over on YouTube, Nate? Like, I've actually <laughs> been hearing good things about them, but I don't really know. Is that partially just back because they have a really great algorithm to work with? Uh, I think it's mostly back because you have these people that have started on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, since YouTube's been around. And then you have people like PewDiePie, Jacksepticeyes, uh, yeah. Markiplier's, you have Linus Tech Tips. And every time they go live, they only have to go live one time. And I think that there's less more live streamers than content creators. And every once in a while, they do like a, a going live thing for some for some reason. And what it does is it, bring, it, it curves are average because... When someone's live over there, it's like, and they're never live. It usually brings in thousands and thousands, like 20,000 people. So what Linus usually brings in per broadcast over there. So I think we got to look at it in the separation as well, too, where it's like they make content one way. And then when they choose to go live, that's what brings people in instead of looking at it as a live streaming platform. I do agree with that. And that that is one thing. Hmm. I w- it's a question I have about why YouTube ever really backed off the live streaming. Like they had YouTube gaming. They didn't, well, they chose to kill that, but now they still have YouTube live streaming at the same time. It's a weird decision. I think over the years they did it, but you're right. They have a larger audience to tap into over there. Um, Again, everyone knows YouTube. And when someone goes out in the street and they're like, I'm a YouTuber, people tend to really understand that these days. We talked about this before. But the idea of say, I'm out there, you know, you go out there and say you're a Twitch streamer. People still look yeah. at you like, huh? You do what? It's, in, it's a definitely a niche market because it's it's the same thing. People are like, what is this Twitch stuff? I'm like, hey, you guys watch YouTube? And like, yeah, I watch YouTube. Like. Well, imagine if YouTube was live and you have to do it 40 hours a week. <laughs> They're oh, like, God. oh, I get it. And like, yeah, it's a little bit different. It's like almost like the difference between like improv and acting. You know, it's like you, we have to do it on spot. They kind of can premeditate what they're going to be making. Right. So here's an opinion question. I think it ties in just a little bit to this episode. But do you think that a lot of YouTubers, knowing these stats, just choose to come over to Twitch because of our like tapping into a new audience? What do you think, Nate? Because I think that's a large part, but maybe also some better tools with Twitch. Um, I also think it's like th- there is an audience of people I do know that watch YouTube, but they don't find it as uh, entertaining. And I think it, what it is is tapping into a new audience, like you said. And I also think it's like it's like what we've we talked about. It's like the more times you get your faces in front of more people, the more relevant you become, especially in the space we have now. That's why some people that go viral, if they know how to capitalize on becoming viral from one like TikTok video or something along those lines, they can actually hone in on it and make something of themselves. Um, so what I think it is more is just like getting their faces in front of more people, which in return grows not just your stream or your YouTube. It grows your whole content creating to a whole nother level. And I think it's why a lot of people do it. And this also the, the socialness of it, like, you know, like one, you're sitting behind a camera doing it. And now you have the ability to really talk to your community or try to make an effort to like piece people together. I think that's a huge thing. I, I think there's a very good point there. I really do. I think that makes a lot of sense for how people are handling it. Uh, it it's it's so... They don't have DLive stats here, which I found interesting. Sorry, I was looking at that. I, I, I want to see those so badly. I want to know how that platform's working out in addition to it because, I, again, PewDiePie being known with that one versus him being over on YouTube, again, goes into the idea of people going off of YouTube to do things on Twitch, yet the numbers show so high over there. I think I think you're very right with what you said as a kind of a synopsis of how these are handled. 
Yeah, I don't think DLive's doing well. Every time I've ever yeah. checked that website when PewDiePie is not broadcasting, very, very astronomically low um, things. It's just like caffeine as well, too. Like caffeine TV, if you go over there, it's like there is almost no one over there as well, too. So it's one of those things you kind of really got to like uh, take a peek into and kind of understand where you need to go with it. But I I think like the, the definitely the three biggest and we, we've been leaving out Facebook a lot, but Facebook is really taking off. So we definitely got to be more uh, attentive towards Facebook gaming. I agree. And I think part of the reason we left it off and talking our stats ourselves is that they don't even break it down very well in this Streamlabs article. I'm guessing because Facebook doesn't release as many stats, but I'm looking here and I don't see all we can see is an increase in the amount of active streamers, but it doesn't really give us information on the stats. I don't believe they don't have a chart breakdown. Do they that I missed? Yeah, I wonder if it's just because of how their algorithm, because a lot of stuff's tied with, um, you know, like their whole their whole thing where it's like if you're like, how many users use Facebook? It's like one point six billion because there's, you know, there's so many people that use Facebook, but not all those are geared towards gaming. So maybe they just don't have their metrics uh, done right. That could be it. By the way, I popped over to D Live right now. Holy scary, man. This isn't great. This is this is a uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time that I'm looking at this. And we're looking at like numbers of well, their podcasting is is their most bumping channel right now, boasting 1,500 viewers. And then PUBG only has 82 viewers. Dude, this is scary for for D Live. I don't think this is a a sustainable platform. I, I, I think they reached out for PewDiePie to try to be the saving grace, like how Mixer reached out for Ninja to be their mm-hmm. saving grace. And I think that they're kind of like realizing that it you can't just have go buy a really popular broadcaster to be the saving grace. And I think the same thing with um with a lot of these different companies. It's like the, the, I, the I like what Facebook is doing for the whole sole fact that Facebook is like oh, listen, we're not really going to advertise it. We're kind of going to do some things. We'll see if people come in or whatever. And they didn't really like go out and like, they didn't go out and get like a co-carnage or like, you know, like a shroud and bring them to Facebook. They said, you know, whatever, we'll do it naturally. And I think that's, I think it's showing a lot. And I think that's why Twitch and Fa- I think that's why Facebook's second and the, the stats right now to Mixer, like Mixer's third. So I, I think it has something to do with that. I think it's like more of a natural growth. So it doesn't feel so forced. Very much agreed. Now, do you want to pop into the portion of the stream where we talk about how you've heard some uh, people looking to quit Twitch? Is that that is that what you started this with? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was it was more, it was a very unique situation. So this is one thing we definitely wanted to kind of touch on, especially with the should you quit. Um, a lot of people. It, it, so we we are going through a hard time right now, and we're pulling ourselves out of the hard time. This next year is not going to be the most pleasant time because new consoles are coming out, which means people are holding games back and waiting for the new console release to really to bestow what they have for us. So um, it's going to be a very interesting time. So what it is, a lot of people either like up and picked up all their stuff and like, I'm leaving Twitch, uh, you know, Mixer's the new thing. And they go to Mixer and they realize it's just as hard at Mixer as it is on Twitch. And then they try to come back to Twitch and they're like, well, this isn't going where it needs to go. And like, because the whole thing is building a loyalty with your audience. If your audience knows that you're going to be there every single day at said time, then it's good business for you because they know you, they know you're going to be there. But um, 
the thing is when you do that and you kind of put all your eggs in like different baskets and you're trying to like, you know, you're like, you're trying to like, you're investing in this, you're investing in that and like moving all around. It kind of just gets so scattered in the wind that people, people don't feel like they can trust. They don't feel like it's, it'd be like, um, the walking dead being like, well, we're going to air this episode on this thing. And now we're going to move back to this, this channel. And now we're going to move back to this. And it it works if you have that fan base. But the thing is, is you're going to lose a lot of people through the cracks. So in return, I've been um, I've scanned through social media and stuff along those lines, and a lot of people have been um, quitting after they've recently moved to Mixer, or then they try to come back to Twitch and then end up quitting. And we're going through one of the hardest times right now. And the thing is, if you put your head down, work a lot, do what you got to do, um, it, it'll pay off for you in the end. It's just it's just weathering the storms. The best way to explain it. It really is, and and we yeah we talked about yesterday on stream for a second. You popped into my my voice chat there, talked about the idea of people burning bridges on their way out. That is so insane. How well, a lot of people when they went to Mixer really slandered Twitch heavily. Now I'm not saying you don't have a right to criticize Twitch because I think every streamer knows Twitch is very loose with the way they apply their roles, very morally, uh, probably upside down. <laughs> you know, they're really not in a good place uh, ethically, I don't think. But so many people were like, screw off Twitch, you know, F you, I'm doing my thing and, you know, we're going to make it over on Mixer. It's going to be so popular. Look at me. They're partnering me and I, you know, I don't need as many stats as you have over there on Twitch to get partner and they're giving me a hoodie and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I, I just saw one of those people quit the other day myself, actually, uh, that, that just quit after going over to Mixer. I, I kind of forgot about this until right now when I was doing that little skit. But uh, I, I, it's crazy how, and I'm wondering if their thing, too, is that they feel like they can't come back to Twitch after that. Burnt so many bridges with their audience. Because when you say that sort of stuff out loud, it does, I'm sure, offend the audience as well. Uh, to kind of say, you know, uh, they're, they're not also going to translate as easily. The audiences are not ready to up and pack their bags. They're they're following more than just one streamer. So to try and get your followers to switch platforms is is really hard. Um, it's huge, too, because brand loyalty is burnt into everyone, especially nowadays. We just learn brand loyalty with mm-hmm. like it's like the difference between people that only drink Pepsi and they only drink Coke. It's one of those things where brand loyalty is burnt into people and that's what it is. So it is very hard to like to, you know, when someone's been spending five, six years watching Twitch and they have the people they follow and they watch and their friends and everyone they made. And it's like you're going to get up and go over there and try something completely new. And sometimes change is usually good, but it can be like that. And the other thing is like with the burning the bridges, you should never burn a bridge, especially in a, in a digital media space that we're in right now. Um, something could be terrible right now. And then in a year it could change and it could be amazing. And that's, that's what Twitch is proving to us right now is they, they're doing implementing in a lot of amazing little, little features and stuff. And I'm kind of glad Ninja went cause it really kicked everything up into gear, but they, they really have changed stuff for the better. And now a lot of people are looking at it and they've left and they're like, Oh man, like, I don't have that at the start from like zero viewers when I had 25 viewers and now in that start over it could be six months to a year to regain re like you know regain the trust of your audience that you just kind of burnt when you're like nope i'm out later guys i'm going to this platform so it's it's a very it's very interesting to see how everything everything pans out so any digital media space the best thing to do is bite your tongue 
gracefully bow out if you are going to move to a different platform or if you're going to do something else. But the thing is, is when you say something on the Internet, that never goes away. It's almost like etched in history and people can find that so easy. Very, very true. Very well said. I, again, when we talk about this, it's coming back like it comes back just like yesterday. All the people and their tweets about it. And I rem- remember all those pictures of their partner hoodies that everyone was showing up there. Oh, I wonder yeah. how many of them have have stopped. And again, this is not us picking. I don't want anyone on Mixer to feel bad. We are not picking on you. And if you made this switch, uh. <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to harass you, especially if you if you burnt bridges. We're not really trying to pick on you as much as saying like course correct immediately. That's not a good community move. And it happens to all of us at some point. I think every content creator has had that moment where they've said something bad and gotten called on it. And I know I've gotten called on, you know, criticizing a game recently and stuff like that. It's inevitable, I think, for everybody but it's it's something we can all work on not doing and especially with stuff like this where god twitch and mixer they don't care about any of us as a company like they some of the staff do but like i don't think the company proper does and so i i urge people not to please don't get in the trenches for a company that's so faceless like please stay loyal to your audience not fight wars for these big nameless brands it's it's why i always laugh at the apple versus android debate it's like do you think they give any craps about you as a person like you are a metric and so please stop fighting your friends over why android is better or why an iphone is better because like no one wins except uh you know tim cook up there gets an extra couple billion dollar bonuses a year that's exaggerated yeah but not and then much. another huge thing when when determining uh moving platforms or anything along those lines is it, it, everything's salvageable you salvageable mm-hmm. you can always get it back you just got to you just got to put in time and work and stuff but if someone offers you a partnership hoodie and you're not hitting the numbers to sustain because partnership oh, yeah. doesn't mean you can do this full time. You can do it for a living. Partnership only means, hey, congratulations, uh, like 100 people or whatever mixers is 30, whatever the intangibles. Like I said, I'm not putting down mix or anything. But what it's like, it's literally like, hey, you've proven yourself. We think you got what it takes, but there's still a lot of work because you're not. It, that's not the end goal. That's the that's the bright, shiny new beginning that, you know, you have a company kind of back you. And it, it is one of those things like Kyle, Kyle, you said it absolutely perfect. You should never be loyal to the brand. You need to be loyal to your audience because that is going to pay off tenfold for you. It's just something I see so much these days. And I wasn't even sure how I wanted to say that because it felt a little tangential, but I just see it so much. You know, you and I talked about cancel culture and all this other stuff in the past. And you mentioned a few minutes ago how we're brought up these days to think of brand loyalty as like the most important thing. But again, I hate seeing real life connections killed, offended, disgraced because we're fighting on behalf of something so nameless and so ethereal or ephemeral or whatever it is it's like this just big floating thing like twitch like you said has made some really positive things but i i I, kind of question did they do it for us the the streamers and the viewers or did they do it because they lost money with ninja leaving like it's a little bit of both and i i like to pretend that they're really tuned in and i hope that they are and you and i both know some really nice twitch staffers but at the end of the day you know, really stay true to your audience more than anything else, because they're the people that you're going to learn so much more about. And like, 
actually form connections with. So put that first and foremost over any of these things. If your audience loves the platform you're on, maybe that's the place for you to be wherever they love you most. And and again, you know, you keep your eyes on the horizon because these these things do pendulum swing. Like Twitch is great this month, but we never know about next. And we never know about the month after that. Like we just can't predict it. So stay true to the people that you can keep those relationships with, I guess. And that's why also like being able to, being as a content creator, it does it full time is trying to like get them involved with your Twitter, get them involved with all your social yes. media platforms. You got Discord as well. The thing is, is at the end of the day, it's it's literally like Twitch is the mall. You are the store. So you you have a store there, but if the, if the mall sucks, your store still can be profitable and do really well if you have what it takes. So that's the, and then the thing is, is like everything has an expiration date no matter what it is. You know, MySpace had an expiration date. Facebook, sooner or later, will have an expiration date. So you got to, like, understand, like, you have to be willing to change as well, too. But sometimes when something's hot, you want to ride the wave a little bit longer and try to go through it and not jump ship so early. The sooner or later you're going to jump ship because someone said that there's, you know, ship sinking, you jump off, and then all of a sudden the ship's five miles away and it never sank because you jumped ship a little early. So mm-hmm. it's, you, it's all, like, taking in the element trying to figure out what's best for you, trying to understand what's good and everything along those lines. It's hard because, you know, we want that self, we want the instant gratification, want to instantly know everything's good, but you do kind of have to wage route and like see what everything goes. Even if your ship's rocky at the moment might be fine later. Right. Right. Very much. I like that. I like you saying that. I like the analogy with the ship there too. So I guess maybe we kind of bring this back around to the question of should you quit? Well, that's very hard for people on the outside to say looking in. You know, it's it's very tricky for Nate and I to judge your stream, especially not knowing your stream. But uh, it's it's hard to give advice on it because I, I think the most simple equation is passion to time invested, I think, with streaming. Now, if you're doing this for a living, that pulls in a whole other aspect to it. That's where I think Nate and I get another kick in the pants some days is there's parts of me that go, well, you know what? We can ride out this storm no matter what, because we know this is how Twitch metrics work. But then that, you know, has to grapple with the question of, but this is a job now. It's not just a flight of fancy in the evenings. You're not just streaming for the heck of it. You're streaming to pay your bills and keep your, you know, rent high. So Sometimes that motivates, I think, Nate and I in different ways because we have to think about, you know, okay, yeah, we know it's bad this month, but what can we do that's going to spice it up during the downtime to keep it fun for people in chat and try and drum up enough to keep the roof, you know, over our heads while it's bad? But that's where the equation is unique to every person because some people are doing this while they're still living at home. Some people are living, you know, with family members, I should say, and, you know, they're not paying for the the, the building. Um, there's people that are just doing this purely as a hobby in other ways, just to occupy some time. They don't care about money, but I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on the kind of a, a, a value my, equation? Yeah. My thoughts on if you should quit is if you have, if you put in the work, you have the dedication, you have the passion, this is what you want. No doubt you want this more than you want to breathe. 
you will you will get back on track. You will do it. You can still you can still do really well even if you don't want to more than once you breathe. You just have to have that drive. You have to have the passion. You have to understand. So this is like what Kyle said. It's like some days we we know it's a bad month. We know it's bad. But it's it's ter- we are like okay, these next two three months are gonna be really bad. But after that, there's gonna be sunshine, rainbows. But it still will weather you down. You will get. You'll have depressed streaks. You will have a whole bunch of little things along those lines. But you just got to like. It just really depends on who you are. Because like I said, all situations are different. We don't know you. You know us more than we know you, which is a little different. Because usually on Twitch, we have the ability to kind of get some insight deeper into who you guys are. Which you know, it, it, we have it a lot better. But. It really comes down to personal things. So if it really depends on how bad you want it, if you want to stick with it, if you don't want to stick with it, um, it, it, it just it just really depends on what it is. I promise you, though, I've had I had a year of no no sunshine, no light at the end of the tunnel, maybe like one average viewer going up. So there was like a smidge bit of light. And then it just because I was dedicated because people saw what I had and what I was doing. And this is what I want to do. I love it so much. And I have a passion for helping other people try to get this done. It just out of nowhere, just snapped and bam, we took off. And I've my, my community has done amazing. So it, it really comes down to where it comes down to how bad do you want it? I think Twitch and streaming in general is also a thing where there's always we're in the content creator space where there's always going to be really good days and there's always going to be really bad days. And I don't really think there's any way around it if you're a um, an invested content creator, like the coolest YouTubers out there. We'll talk about how they're like, I hate this product. I'm making. I make OK. I was just watching the Shane Dawson documentary the other day, the new one he's doing. And. I mean, he talks about it on there. Shane Dawson's like a household name. He's like, you know, I don't sell much merch. I don't do this. I'm not as rich as these new upcoming YouTubers. I think every video I post is going to fail. I think that idea of uh, that everything we do is bad (laughs) or, or the dark days, whatever you want to call it, is very common in this sort of space. We are putting our everything out there on the line. You know, if we're doing it right, we're doing that. But sometimes the audience just doesn't respond in the way that we hope for or would like to see. So I had some really bright times this year, and now I'm in what I feel like is not my proudest moment. You know, I, I feel like I maybe lost. I had this really big spark, and I could have turned it into a bonfire, but instead it kind of fizzled out more than I would have liked. That's not to say that I am not immensely proud of what community we have. It's just as a content creator, I feel like I missed something. But I think that's the productive way to look at these dark days is if you're up for it, don't quit. Instead, pre-plan for the next spark because I'd still say I'm an early content creator, new in the path, but I feel like that's what it is. There's these sparks and then they either plateau or they burn out, but either way, I think that's what happens a bunch. There's a plateau, a spark and then a plateau and then maybe you spark again and you know it gets higher or bigger but it, I, I guess I, I just am thinking that's kind of how it works as time goes on. And now I want to learn how to capitalize on that. How do I better prepare the ship for the, you know, the rough tides ahead? Like, how do I do that for next time so we don't lose any members? We instead keep people happier and more engaged or 
How do I capitalize and grow it from that small spark into a bigger fire next time it happens? I, I don't know. That's just what goes through my mind when, when there are these darker times hitting platforms like Twitch. I think it's awesome to have that as well, too, because um, there's also points where it's like you, you, you can't be afraid of changing your content. You mm -hmm. can't be afraid of trying new things to involve your audience. You get, and th this, th this is going straight into the actual one. Well, Speaking business, oh, you got to figure out ways like where you're like, okay, well, my merch sales are down. How can I get my merch sales up? Or maybe I can incorporate stickers or maybe I can partner with a new company, something along those lines. So you got to be willing. That's the whole thing with it is a lot of people are like, they get to this point where they're doing really well and they're, they're killing it. And then they're like, you know, and then it plateaus and then they try something new and it dips down and then they get like really upset and they, they get, they get on their own selves. And then sometimes it works out and then they do really well. And it's, it's all like it's all a, a like a game of trial and error. You got to try stuff. If it doesn't work, then, you know, that is what it is. If it works, you do amazing. And that's what's that's what's so unique and amazing about this whole space. But you you do get down on yourself. But it's the whole thing. It's like you have a spark. Sometimes it turns into a bonfire. Sometimes it fizzles out. And it, it's really hard to capitalize on certain aspects of things. But. I believe you can do it. Uh, people listening out there right now, I believe you can do it. I know you can do it. It's just that it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to kick you when you're down, but you can do it. You just got to get in there and do it. Agreed. I, I so agree with that. I think that's it's a it's a positive message, not not as one to be upset about. But I think the important takeaway is there's always going to be dark days with being a content creator. I think that is the lifeblood of it. And I think your success on it will be dictated by how you react to adversity on it. If you if you let your bonfire dwindle out and you, you know, you, you're the one that dumps the water on it, then I would say it wasn't successful. You know, you chose to douse the flame. But as long as you're willing to try and rekindle it and you're thinking of new ideas, like Nate said, I think that's the mark of someone that can be a successful creator. I think that's really what it's about. Like you said, I think this, I think this is a really, it's actually an upbeat thing. Like we're talking about business stuff that's sometimes scary, but that's what it is. I mean, stats aren't, pretty all the time even even twitch has some like oh, little like, like those little red arrows when you've declined over something over time oh, like yeah. yikes uh, but be prepared to fail too because yeah. that that's you're gonna fail a thousand times more than you succeed but when you succeed and you come up with a good idea and then you implement it into it and it's working and it works over a long list of time and then you have they have that solid foundation of something succeeding and then you start implementing other things around it and then other things around that it's literally you're literally just like it's like you the thousand stones you put as like a stairway up and you're none of them were good enough and then you finally found that one and now you have that second stair and then you put more stones up there and you fell another thousand times to figure it out and then you build this perfect staircase to your success and that's like a it's a huge thing so don't be don't be afraid of changing if it douses don't get down on yourself it it, it sucks it really does but you can definitely get back up and that and having a support system. Well, because that's one thing me and Kyle had too. if you can find other on the up and coming broadcasters and stuff like that, or, you know, are trusted, then, you know, try to build bounce ideas off of them as well, too. Or if you ever decide to come into any of our broadcasts, we're live or send us any messages via the email or the Twitter account DMS, anything, we are always willing to like bounce some ideas when we have the time to do it. 
Oh, of course. And it's something that Nate and I have been getting better at, actually, thanks to the show and everyone out there that's listening, is we are holding each other responsible for things. Remember not to look at your fellow streamers as aggressive competition. It is true that in some ways we compete with each other. But I think that by building, it's more it's more beneficial for you to look at your other streamers as people you can grow with than people you're trying to outdo. Because the outdoing of other people is not going to net you a great support network. That's going to, you're going to wind up alone and sad. But as long as you are, I would, I would encourage you to make genuine friends. I think we talked about this before with networking. If you make genuine friends while you're networking or hanging out on Twitch, that's the stuff that's going to benefit you. That's how the show came to be. That's why Nate and I are holding each other to higher standards each week that we do something better on our own streams. It's, it's it's hard. It's hard to go out there and be a content creator on your own, to be your own boss, to do your own self-motivation, to do all that. But you don't always have to. I mean, there's these other creators out there that are probably looking for the same thing you are. I mean, Nate and I, I think, are both looking for someone to kind of coach us and hold us responsible. So that's what we do. We are now spending like an hour before the show every every Sunday or uh, Wednesday here, sorry, the schedule and my times that <laughs> everything is off. But every uh Wednesday, we're we're getting together and holding each other responsible to doing new innovative ideas and things like that. I I, I don't know. I think it's so important. It's it's very important to find that, but it's also important to understand that you are going to run across a lot of other broadcasters that even though you're positive and you want to build the big, build their biggest building and you want them to big, build the biggest building, they much rather tear down your building to make their building look better than to also want to build a similar building as big as yours, if that makes any sense. So you do have to understand that you you will there will be people that you just need to cut out of your life that you may have made <laughs> friends with that have used you in negative ways. Don't get upset. Don't get angry. Don't get jealous or envious of it or like any way like have any bad feelings of it. Just cut them out of their life. Don't like if we said with the whole leaving Twitch. Don't don't shit on them. Don't uh, don't burn any bridges. Just just move on from it. Try to do it. The biggest thing is to keep that that positivity and that mentality, and then build one self confidence so that way you can take blows like that and keep moving forward without being affected so so badly about it because i've had a lot i've had a plethora of people before kyle that think yeah, i thought you know we were friends and we could grow together and then they got jealous and envious of what i had when i grew bigger than them and it, it just never works in the aspects because in because a lot of when you do meet a right broadcasting friend like like me and kyle have is like you want to lift each other up and like Kyle may have had a bad couple of times because he switched games to try to, you know, freshen up some things because maybe our game got stale. It's like, I'm never going to be there to be like, oh, look, I'm bigger, better than him now. You know, it's like, no, it's like we bounce ideas around each other to try to get it. And same thing with Kyle. If I switch games and stuff and I come back, you know, he does the same thing. So it's all like really trying to pick and choose because I think that's one of the huge things for a support system. It's definitely going to help you stay on track to not quit or do what you need to so the should you quit questions more of like do you have it in for it like can you make it do do we believe in you because we do believe in you we do believe in you yeah find find those people that share your your passion for it and hang out with them this is, is the best way to say it stay around people that want to see you do better because that's what it's all about and that want to do better for themselves as mm -hmm. well too true very true 
I think that brings us to a close on a very interesting episode that has, uh, I'm sure, some highs and lows to it, just because that's how stats work. There are highs and there are lows. So without further ado, Nate, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find you on uh, all the, the social platforms? Perfect. You can find me at gnarlynate.com. You can also um, contact me through Twitter, which the Twitter handle is going to be gnarly underscore Nate TTV, the same as my Instagram, or you can find me on Twitch streaming from, I think we're going to do this week, 11 to about 7, so it's going to be twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate, and I hope to see you guys there. Excellent. Oh, I like the website call out. Nate, read it his website. You guys should go check it out. Very, very cool. Uh, and you also remember, remind me to pimp my own now. It's kyodempsterstudios.com. Again, all this information's in the show notes so you guys can find it. I'm over at twitch.tv forward slash Studios Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern time, running about eight hours from then. So whatever, hopefully that works for someone's time zone. We Again, like Nate said earlier in the episode, we want to appeal. We want to let our European audience get in there as well and hang out. So if you guys are listening from overseas, we would still love to see you. I'm over at twitter.com forward slash S. T-U. They don't let me have the whole name there, so that's sad. Instagram.com forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. And again, if you want to email the show, path to partner at gmail.com. There's also the Discord, discord.gg forward slash KDS, and you can get us both there. So we look forward to having you guys continue to listen over the next couple weeks. We're going to continue our conversation about different ways to improve on Twitch, and we'll talk about any news that has come out over that time as well. So until then, good luck, everyone, with your streams. Keep your heads high, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Toodles.